Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Dave. Now, we know you've probably spent many a nights flipping through Netflix, Amazon, or whatever on-demand service, seeing a flick you think looks cool, but don't know anything about and wonder to yourself, should I watch this? Well, we did, and we're here to let you know whether or not you should. Now, we're a couple of dudes that are pretty passionate about movies, pizza, and booze. And we combine all three on this show, so before you go any further, just know it's going to get pretty fucking explicit. Yeah, if you're easily offended or don't like swearing, just turn back now. But if you stay the course, we'll kick back, relax, and let us assault your ears with the only movie review you'll ever see. This is Raw View. Oh, that means you're all in trouble. Do you remember that sound? It's a beautiful sound. It's literally something I hear before I fall asleep every night, before I drift off into dreamland. What was that? What was that? (laughs) Yeah, that sound means that it's time for another episode of Raw View, which, and we haven't done this in a while. No, it has been a hot minute. Uh, I think we did a... A, a slider of the movie Crawl uh, about a week, like a week ago, ago yeah. um, but uh, we had we'd taken the better part of a year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the last episode that we uploaded was the Halloween slider. Yeah. So we saw Halloween 2018 in theaters during in October of last year. Right, and, and it's and August. Yeah, it's August of. 2019 now. Or no, it's July. It's still the end of July. July, It fucking feels like August because it is like 100 degrees outside Yeah, speaking of hot minute, it's fucking hot as shit. Yeah, these are going to be the hottest minutes that I've ever recorded audio in my entire life. We're wearing cans on our head and we're dripping sweat, but we're still drinking the famous Neergansk lager. Ice cold, baby. Cheers across the table. Mm -hmm. So, um... It's been a minute. Uh, we had a lot of things going on. Rich had his baby. Yeah, so uh, there's there's been a lot of life stuff going on with the both of us. So life threw me a baby. Uh, also, pretty big career changes. Yep. Uh, you've gone through some living changes and yeah. career stuff, too. And it's like, man, it's been... There's There's been reasons as to why we haven't been doing this. And you know what? It's fucking great yeah and we're back i feel like i feel like i've woken up and i'm reliving the same day again oh god and that is (laughs) alluding to what we're gonna watch tonight which is another raw viewage first ever raw viewage first now jeepers creepers 3 was a sequel yes but we kind of did a rapid fire on the first two blah 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 Mm -hmm. but this is a sequel to a movie that we did an episode yeah i see like so the where i would i would differentiate the two is that jeepers creepers one and two came out ages ago and we had seen that before we started doing this show the movie that we're watching tonight is a direct sequel of a movie that we discovered on this very show a few episodes ago and it is the the sequel is called Happy Death Day to you to you and that is the number 2 the letter u very very hip oh <laughs> very yeah. cool you know i was thinking about it too is that is that the u looks like a university u okay so i know that it's like to you is like happy birthday to you but then it's also i don't know fucking it's college stuff. Yeah. It takes place at a college, so, you know. Again? You again. Think? Oh, yeah. So, do you think that the chick who plays this movie uh, looks like she's 37 now? Because. Uh, 
to yeah. go. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> well, before we start really giving all that shit, let's do a quick little jump in on, for anybody who is maybe jumping into this podcast in this episode, we did an episode uh, several episodes ago on the original Happy Death Day. Yeah, which was actually a surprisingly entertaining movie. It wasn't bad. We didn't love it. We The thing I think that Rich and I are consistently guilty of is having what we think anyway are better ideas than the people who made the movie. <laughs> and we had a lot of suggestions <laughs> for this one that I think we thought were great. Um, whether or not you agree, that's up to, you know, you, but you know, like we had a lot of ideas and when we watched it, we were just like, I think our ideas were weirdly better. Um, and I think that's one of the fun things about doing the sequel, which is why I'm so excited to do the sequel is because maybe we have another chance to maybe see some of those things come back around. So for the, for the first movie, it's, it's about the, uh, the girl that, um, that wakes up in some guy's bed and... Tree Gelbman. Tree, I, oh, Tree I can Gelbman. never forget that name because somebody <laughs> wrote that on a piece of paper and was like, that's my main character's and then name. someone looked at that piece of paper and then stamped it approved. Yeah, well, like, yeah my office. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my office. Yeah, it looks good. Whatever, name. whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like yeah. scatters the papers away. Yeah, some of his coke blows off his desk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so this girl wakes up in a in a college dorm room bed and uh it's her birthday and she's being stalked by this stupid killer who is in a baby a mask. Baby mask. Right. And like, Yeah, like a cartoon baby mask. Like the least like the last thing that you would be afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You Which is oddly genius because it's like, you know. That's what killers use, right? Like somebody, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago thought, put Jason in a hockey mask. I don't know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's this, weird that that stuck, right? Because right. like originally he was in the potato sack, and then they were like, "All right, we're gonna put him in this hockey mask." And I feel like that was kind of like a last thing, you but know? It's so funny because it worked so well. Because yeah. I, I love both potato mask Jason and but and I, hockey mask. Immediately, Jason. hockey mask was like iconic. It became, it, yeah, it it just resonated and continued on. Absolutely, <laughs> I well, can't say the same for baby mask. No, but no. <laughs> Where it has like the we one do. jagged tooth, right? <laughs> like, we can do a whole face. podcast on what we love about the Friday the Thirteenth series, but oh fuck yeah, the baby mask killer was obviously somebody trying to capture like a what's a weird thing we can do uh, to just like make a creepy yeah. mask. It was like we've done ghost face masks, yeah, we've, we've done, done the done animal ones, like what a baby, like somebody saw a baby mask was like that's weird, that's creepy, that's what our killer should right. wear. Yeah, so yeah. she gets killed and then wakes up in that same bed again. So it's like. Groundhog Day, but with serial killing. Right, and to, and to really kind of like just bring this whole forward, because we're not going to sit here and run yeah, down the whole listen movie. to our episode on Happy Death Day. Yeah, go back, to... check that out if you want to hear the original story. But basically, there, there is some cool stuff, there's some shitty stuff. It just comes down, they, they, they load the whole story with red herrings. Yes. Like you typically can do with this sort of living the same day over and over again movie. Um, yeah, where she would like say something rude to somebody and then they'd make a face and, and you're the like, camera is that would pan in and yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And so we're going to do the same thing that we did the first time, which is going to be Ravi detectives we're going to try to figure mm-hmm. out who the fucking killer is before it even happens well, but it turned out to be and i feel like we need to mention this just for the sake of whatever will happen in the next movie was it turned out to be her roommate in right. this sorority house um 
Which was like the most like bleh, like thing. Like it was just like well, I, I guess it wasn't after bad the, after the ride you took throughout the entire movie. You're like, all right, right I'll accept it. My <laughs> only thing is, I, no, I hope this doesn't come off as sexist or anything. But there were sequences where the killer was like literally throwing an elbow through like yeah. a car. When I can't even do that, and I have a hundred pounds on the girl. That like ended up doing that shit in the movie, so it's just one of those things where I, I know it's a leap yeah, of faith. You can whatever. obviously tell that this is like a two hundred something pound guy walking yeah. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just didn't... and her roommate too. And this is not to say that girls can't be that, but mm-hmm. her roommate, the one that is the killer, was also like a ninety pound like girl. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, she like, was so, like tiny. Yeah, right, exactly. It would have right. been different if she was like stealthy and like wiry and moved quickly. Absolutely. But this one was like. Jason, like a, right? It was like, like I could Michael have Myers, that. where he it was like nine feet tall, walking toward you know. Mm, I could have bought that resolution in a scream movie, right? Yeah, where it's just running around in the background. It's just like suddenly yeah, there and you know, quiet. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh like, man, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yeah. you brought up a great point. Like this was more like a Voorhees killer in the sense. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it was some stealthy shit, but again, like blowing through a window. But like, it was stealthy in that it was a horror movie, so mm-hmm. it was like you look behind you, he's not there, and then you look in front of you, and all of a sudden he's there. It's right. Like, it's the, the, what was it, the, um, uh, what do they call that? Deus Ex Machina, where it's like, you know, appearing as if from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so the things that uh, are interesting and the, a couple of points that I would like to touch on real quick before we get into it are some of our theories, because I think I, I know that I want to, I want to bring back some of my theories from the last movie. Well, now we had gone down this path where in the original movie, one other, one other story beat that I'll bring up is that the mother, Tree Geldman's mother is dead. Oh yeah. And I think they make, I could be incorrect here, but I'm pretty sure they make reference to her having been in an institution or yes. either that, or we made that up. We, uh, you know, I think we might have made that up because it was cool. Yeah, I, I there was a there was a few theories that I'm trying to remember that we had, uh, but I think one of them was that, and then one of them might have been the father. Well, no, so... Because the father the, kept calling her to wish her a happy birthday or something like that? Well, so throughout the movie, I remember this, um, throughout the movie, the father kept calling. She kept hanging up the phone. We thought it would have been cool that, like, what if the mom's not... Because at one point... Hold on, let me retcon that for a second. Uh, Carter, the, the the nerdy guy that, whose room she keeps waking up right. in... Um, uh, at one point, he didn't. They're kind of. By the way, no, he didn't. He was a nice guy. Fucking loser. <laughs> um, or stand up gentleman. He's not wh- going to whatever. jail for any crimes. So. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, like, he, at one point, they have this like moment where they're like connecting, and like she just makes this very like off the cuff, very fast. Like my mom is dead. Yeah. And it's like almost jarring to the point where it's like, what? Like, it, it wasn't like she died on my birthday or something right, like that. Right, she died on or my no, birthday. We had, no, she had the same birthday as her mom or something right. like that. So it was like another red herring was right. like like a thing that was like, oh, my mom and I had the same birthday and she just died. It didn't go into detail. Usually that moment is filled with the, it was a night 
much like this one. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it was whatever. And I asked her to go get me a Mountain Dew. And she did. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and like it's my fault. There was and none that's of those when details. she choked on the ho-hos that she bought herself <laughs> and ran herself into a yeah, ditch and yeah, flipped yeah, over. Yeah, and into a fucking orphanage that burned down. Like, yeah. it was just like, what the fuck? So, like, but there <laughs> An was orphanage nothing. that was on top of an Indian burial ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until to this day, yeah. they, nobody can go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then like, the one homeless man that was into voodoo was doing some prayer yeah, yeah and he's no, here anyway. and he's the killer yeah no, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and he's the reason why it's going on yeah. but like okay so anyway <laughs> but um the thing about it is she just does this glancing thing and we were like our theory that i i loved was that it was a lie that was told by her father that her oh, mom yeah. was actually in a mental institution and she escaped fuck that's right and that the reason why he was trying to obsessively call her was to be like your mother is loose she's coming that's for right. you that's and i was right. like this would be awesome do you think that the creators of this new movie listen to this show no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. not well all right so uh <laughs> From what I remember with the trailers, and I did not do any research before tonight, no. but I remember the trailers coming out, uh, was it last year, I think, for uh, for Happy Death Day to You, and I think that the other characters are now some, are somehow now involved, where they, like are, they are waking are up. part of it? Yeah, yeah, they are waking up. Like, I, I know, like, what was it, um, the Asian... Uh, roommate kid uh, yeah. walked in like during like when she were, wake uh, woke up and uh, Carter was like oh yeah you know what you should stop drinking so much and then she like storms out she blows past like the Asian kid yeah and he's like hey what the hell you know like that sort of thing I think what he's are you doing more in... girls in here <laughs> yeah exactly like he was kind of like the dorky roommate uh, I mean they were both dorks but whatever um, he's got more of a role in this so I think like somehow. Each person that she comes in contact with is also along for the ride in this, yeah. where they, when they die, they wake up reliving the same thing. It looked, at least that's what the trailers looked like, and that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, know. you just reminded me of that. And you know what? One of the things that I will say, and I'm, I'm trying to keep my expectations managed, because... I didn't like the first one, but like you said, it was still it was entertaining. Fun. I it was fun, at least, you know? When I watched Crawl last week with you, I was like, <laughs> it was kind of a waste of a couple hours. I yeah. didn't feel the same way about Happy Death Day. It wasn't that bad. It was just like, meh. I'm like weirdly excited about this one because we get to go back to a world where it... Okay, we made this point in the last episode, which is like the horror genre has been begging for this weird little story archetype like where it's like reliving the same day because it we always say that in horror movies this is what i would have done or what you yeah. could have done was this yeah. or we oh, always yeah, shout yeah, at yeah. the tv but in this movie you get to do that over and over and over again but now we get to take it more macro like uh, or more like you know like macro bigger and just be like you we get to do the second movie over you know what i mean yeah. to to do whatever which is i think pretty clever because i don't think there's been too many movies that have done this story archetype with the reliving the same day over and over again and then have done a sequel and tried to change it so i'm curious to see what the changes are but we what the cool thing is we're going to see with familiar characters yeah and no. a movie we've already watched and drank a hundred beers and fucking yelled at the whole time so it's, it's i'm gonna be super a, pumped it's gonna be a fun watch I it's think. a great movie to come back to this fucking podcast Fuck with. yeah man I'm, I'm so glad that we're doing this one all right well before we jump in let's talk about 
our unofficial sponsors. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the famous Narragansett? The famous Narragansett. Yeah. Um, we still drink it. We never stopped. Constantly. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> like, I, if I could, I, if I could, put, I can't even put a number on how many Narragansetts I've had since the last time oh, you God, heard my voice week. until tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I had to make the chick at the liquor store dig them out of, like, a hole in the like, back of the freezer uh, today. And I was like, yeah. Really? Yeah, she was like, they keep selling out. And I was like, good. Good. Yeah, they should. Good. Because they're great. Yeah, yeah, the beer's picking up. I don't think we have anything to do with it, but I'm just happy to yeah. see it. And for those of you on the other side of the country, uh, Narragansett, it's the beer that uh, Quint drinks in Jaws. Right. And uh, it is basically like the local, I don't know, the local Bud Light, the local Budweiser. But so much better. Oh, it's yeah. so much tastier. And oh, the hashtag is crush it like Quint. Crush it like Quint. It's fucking high neighbor. Yeah. And, and sold on, was it sold on merit? Right. And also, I would say this, follow Narragansett on on Instagram. Uh, not just because, like, we're trying to get you to support them or, like, they have any kind of throughput, you know what I mean, into our pockets or something. But, like, their fucking Instagram account is awesome. It's yeah. funny. It's cool. They have really, really, like, some of the best beer swag I've ever seen. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. You, you owe it to yourself to not only drink it, but to just be, like, a patron of mm. the brand. And then uh, another sponsor that has a significantly less cool Instagram, but great, great product, is Paradise Pizza, Stratford, yeah. Connecticut, making the podcast pie perfect every time. Yeah. Pepperoni and mushroom, can't go wrong. No, we didn't fuck around. We wanted to take it back to the same shit we did on night one. Fuck yeah, back to Jump Street, baby. Right, for the night one of season two. I'm not even calling the season two, but it feels like season it two. It feels like a season two. We're getting all the oldie goldies out. Yeah, that's right. It's Raw Viewage Strikes Back, baby. All right, well, until we're back from this movie, bye! Bye! One hour and 39 minutes later. Hi! Four, three, Joe, you get the point. I just gotta hit the button. Wow! We are back from the first ever sequel that we've ever done on this show. Yeah, again and again and again and again and again. I gotta tell you though, like this movie surprised me quite a bit because this was more of a sci-fi flick than it was a horror movie yeah when i when we started watching i i immediately thought to myself this is different um which was cool um this movie is uh so the first one was billed as a straight-up slasher that had the relive every day thing Mm -hmm. over and over and over again the funniest thing about this one is was somehow less violent which is funny because the first one was the girl get got killed a, like a hundred times and it mm-hmm. felt more violent but this one had almost no blood in it no blood there were a lot of deaths still but no blood um but way this was, way more comical this was more of a like a sci-fi type of flick, yeah uh which was really cool it was a. Uh, it was probably one of the things that I liked about this movie the most was that it was a far departure. You know, the first one was billed as a horror movie. This one should have been billed as like a time travel, or actually interdimensional travel movie. Yeah. Uh, because there was a lot of science fiction involved, and I think that was probably the best part of it. The fact that there were infinite possibilities, but they kind of landed on one. You know, they, they showed that there were tons of possibilities Like in the first, what, 15 20 minutes and then they were they just kind of settled into one dimension i guess absolutely i think um the interesting thing about this one was the fact that um uh 
the first one didn't rely on any sort of um, plot device to explain why they kept reliving the same day. Which is what's Whereas also charming one, about the first one. Right. But this one like relied on it. Right. Yeah, this one, the whole purpose was to show you why. Right. But before we go it really too deep into it, I will say that I was like, I feel like there was, like, again, much like the first, you this really great, everything was all set for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything was all set for you. Great setup, great everything, and then it just wasn't executed right. But before we go into that... Um, I know we, we've already kind of started to go into uh, the things that we like about this movie, um, but are there any other things beyond that that you liked about well, it? Well, you know, uh, I might have ca- uh, caught this uh, with the first one. I don't remember. But um, during the credits of this one, I saw that Scott Lobdell was the writer. And come to find out, he was the writer of the first movie, too. Yeah. Scott Lobdell, for those of you who don't know, um, was a huge, or is still a huge comic book writer. So um, if you grew up uh, during the era where I was reading comic books, you know, uh, in the uh, the late 80s, early 90s, and into the 2000s, I mean, he wrote a lot of the X-Men stuff after Chris Claremont. So he wrote um, Executioner's Song, uh, Age of Apocalypse, uh, the Phalanx Covenant, um, and like a few other just like huge, huge runs on um, the X Men, which was Marvel at the time, basically. Yeah. So it's really cool to 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 see that he's doing something like this, and it really did have that almost comic booky type feel to it. You know what's funny is that this one had the more comic book feel as as compared to the first one, and I I know for a fact that we talked about this in the first one, but um, the first movie had some of. Oh, Fatal Attractions. He did that, too. Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, But, like, the first one had, like, really deplorable... um, Like, the characters didn't land. The the dialogue wasn't very good. I don't know if at this... So, the whole time I'm watching this second one, I was, like, convinced, without knowing any better, I was like, this is a different writer. Because not only did the movie have a completely different... Uh, look and feel to it, but it also the dialogue was sharper. It was crisper. It wasn't still amazing by any means, but there were like things. They were like things we laughed at, like yeah. w- without being ironic. We were like, "That's that was a funny thing that you did." And then the dialogue just felt more um, human as opposed to just being like forced. Like these are what teenage people say. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I then that makes me wonder. Okay, so was the first one under control of producers or somebody who said that this, something else should happen, or maybe a different director that said it should be different, or or was the second one under that different influence? I don't know, but um, all I know is I think that the the dialogue flow and the story flow in the second one was a little bit um, better. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I totally agree with that. Even though. You missed a few things, but and before we go down that path of what we didn't like about it, I can tell you one thing that I absolutely loved about this movie, and I've harped on this in other podcasts. But the music in this one—I was going to say that too—is so good, very reminiscent, reminiscent of uh, Back to the Future. No, it's it's so fucking good because, like, I I know that I remember watching the first one, and the first one relied very much on just like it was a limited score, if there was any, 
there were a lot of like lame, corny, like pop punk songs with just dumb shit in it. But this one had uh, Bear McCreary, who um, I know because I love like music and cinema so much. He's done like the God of War soundtrack uh, from the, the latest like PS4 God of War. He's done like some movie, obviously other movies. He's done a lot of big TV shows. He is a talented composer and it's almost like somebody told him, hey, go be Jerry Goldsmith. Super quick interruption. Every time I say Jerry Goldsmith, I'm actually talking about Alan Silvestri. I don't know why I thought Jerry Goldsmith was the guy, but it's Alan Silvestri. So uh, anyway, let me get you back to it. From Back to the Future 2, because yeah. there are a lot of Back to the Future 2 references in this movie as well. Yeah. Because like they were like, we're going to at least lean into the fact that we're not going to be, we're not doing telling an original, original multiple timeline mm-hmm. story. But um, there's just these great moments where they're like, it's not even necessarily when the action sequences are happening, which is what I love about it. It could be two characters talking about something that's important. It does just like, jump, da 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 jump, da 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 jump, and just like, it makes you feel like, it makes that moment so like important. Yeah. And I love that. Like, And then like, it had that feel to it. That gap between conversation too, where it's like, ba bum Ba bum, ba bum. You know, or like, like somebody talking, say, and then and then like they stop talking. The music cuts out, mm-hmm. and then somebody else is like, "Wait a minute!" It's like ding ding. Exactly. Da-dun, there's da-dun. like there's like an audio cue when yeah. somebody says something important to be like, "Well, why did this happen?" To be like, Ning. yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. It's like weird little like audio cues that like most people won't even notice. But like at the same time, it will influence their subconscious to be like, "That's so was important." Cool. Such a you cool know what thing. I mean? Like, yeah. I, I've always thought that music is a is an underwritten uh, importance in a lot of movies, and I, absolutely. I, Jerry Goldsmith, uh, if I if I may nerd out for a second, not only did all the music for the Back to the Future movies, but he also did the music for Predator. Which, mm. when I say that, like if you start to think about it, you're mm-hmm. like, I remember exactly all of the sounds that happened in the background of the movie of Predator, and it makes sense. Absolutely. He also did all the music for the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like he, he's just makes like, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Ba-da-dum, ba-da-dum, yeah. Ba-da-da-dum, it's, it's just like, like it's that very, and same, that's why yeah. John Williams. You you immediately associate John Williams with Star Wars, uh-huh. which is like one of the other like great and Indiana Jones. Like these things are just very very simply like we know these composers, right? Because their music influenced or helped back the story of some of the greatest stories we've ever seen on cinema. Yeah, the music, uh, like a good score in a movie is a lot like the drummer in a band. Like you never really think about the drummer. He's not the most famous part of the not band. That, yeah, but, but if you take him beat. out of the qua- yeah. out of the equation, the band blows. Right, but he keeps the beat, he keeps it moving, yeah, right? Exactly. So like, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was another thing I really liked. And the other thing I, I just ultimately would say I liked is what we kind of opened with, which was this movie had a bigger feel to it, which was interesting because the first one was a slasher movie that was introduced this Groundhog Day element, but this one was it felt more like a science fiction movie that had a, a slasher backdrop, which was interesting. And they also, if I, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit without giving any sort of spoilers, like weirdly set it up for like a sequel like that they're getting that bold uh, yeah but like a, a wild sequel and we'll get into that like uh you know yeah. as we uh kind of pick this film apart a little bit but, so what do um, we do now we run down the plot 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we've gone through, yeah, exactly what we liked about it. You know, uh, I mean, I can't really think of anything else. So, I, I, you know, the movie starts out in a wild way. Uh, with the Ryan? Okay. Yeah, with the Asian best friend. You know, so as we, uh, we mentioned uh, earlier, um, the... The, the the boyfriend Carter or whatever has a roommate named Brian who is the Asian kid and it looks like it starts out as his movie and I almost would have liked it a lot better if it if was it his movie throughout from him. yeah yeah, yeah. if they started doing sequels you know told from the point of view of different characters but this was fine and uh, he wakes up and um, goes through his day like he's he stumbles out of his car you know with a bunch of taco bell wrappers falling out and then uh he he walks down the uh the uh, sidewalk and a, a random homeless guy pops out of the bushes like hey give me money you right. know and then like a skateboard guy blasts you know like the typical stuff you saw from the first movie that was like is this the guy is right. this the killer but ba, 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 ba. Right. Things, things that you think you're going to see over and right. over and over again and right? uh, he gets up to the dorm room and you figure in your mind I've seen the first movie this must be when he pops in on the original uh, tree and Carter or whomever but it's not it's but the, it's the next day it's where the yeah. move, the first movie ends it's the next day yeah it's a uh, or even like, like a couple of months later, a couple of weeks later, because... Was is it, it? Is it the same I thought day? it was the next day. Oh, maybe it is. Um, I but, could be wrong. Well, but. because he, he comes in, he's like, you guys are at it again. So I felt like it, it was like a few times at could least. Be. Could be. Maybe it was a week. Who knows? At any rate, it's old news to him. He's like, he's just bummed that he has to sleep in his car while they're fucking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But turns out... You know, because he gets a, a text message or a phone call from one of his buddies. Then I'm talking about what Ryan, Brian, whomever it is. Um, he gets a, he gets a message from his friend who is also in the same class as him, has the same major. Guess what his major is? It is quantum physics. Quantum physics, and they're building some sort of machine. And you're mm. like, oh. So what was funny about that is I remember being like, okay, great. Like, weirdly, yeah. I was like, I need, like, even if it's a fucking half-assed, like, whatever. Like, I, I like it when you, so, like, to go back to Groundhog Day, the magic of Groundhog's Day was, like, they never explained why. Or and even of the fun. first Happy Death Day, they never yeah, explained They it. never explained why. But if you're going to do a sequel... You need to talk mm -hmm. about it, right? Like, you know, like, you need to talk about it. And they did. Quantum, Quantum mechanics, lab. mechanics Lab. All right, answers. Yes. Time machine in there, and they've got, like, an old Panasonic fucking CRT TV. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta use the old shit to find that new shit. Oh, I guess. Sure. Oh, so they do. they really are doing, like, a time travel thing. They're then. going nuts on this one. They're all going back in time now, dude. They're going, too. This is gonna be complicated. So interdimensional travel—that's cool. Sports bras, the killer now, and they addressed it immediately. Mm -hmm. It was a machine. Well, at this point, they didn't—they didn't fully address it. They just no. showed that he was going into the quantum. Uh, but you, as the viewer, lab. can get there. Like, like, oh, okay, we're yeah, dealing yeah, yeah. with something. We're dealing with something that's like, you know. Yeah, and the involved. buddy that called him pops out and he's like, "Hey, I called you." Blah 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 blah, and he's like, "All right, whatever." And then he immediately gets killed by the babyface killer. 
Yeah. You know, and like he in, gets stabbed. In, yeah. And then Well hold on. That, uh, if I may, the this is important. The dean Oh yes. Blows through the the dean of college the whole college, which mm-hmm. by the way, he never would have showed up. Right. I know that's a little thing, but like he would have sent some fucking the the head of the science department. He would have, would have sent showed like up. whatever assistant but, or intern. Or you whatever. know, like I, I know I can get there. I wouldn't <laughs> blame the movie if it was really good if the dean had showed up. You know, but like the dean shows up and he's like, it was interesting because he's like rolling blackouts, which is interesting because if you listen to our first raw viewers podcast, we talk about this because there's rolling blackouts in every night and they never explain why. That's right. So they they address that in like the first. 10 minutes which is almost like you're like as a viewer you're like that's great like we're gonna talk about why there was weirdly that's a right, rolling blackout in the first movie we were like use the blackouts to your advantage you know exactly. like we know that the blackout's gonna happen at quarter right. after 10 in the first you know? movie yeah. yeah quarter after 10 or whatever whatever yeah. time it is uh, a rolling blackout occurs mm. and now you know why it's happening and yep. it was like that's cool so we're automatically we're taking the first movie and we're looking at things at it and going, all right, how are we going to link to that? Which I find interesting because I love, I love, if I can spin off on a quick little tangent, um, I love the craft of sequel making. And I think I love that because I believe that um, James Cameron is the master of sequels. Mm-hmm. And I think I've even said this in other podcasts that we've done. We said it earlier. Yeah, because like he will come in and just be like, all right, we're going to connect a few dots that occurred in the first movie instead of ignoring them. Yeah. We're going to bring them into the story and explain why. And that makes a great bridge and connection between the two stories and makes it feel stronger, which I think is also a great reason why Back to the Future 1 and 2, especially, Mm -hmm. are so good. Well, like, and even, like, we talked about it earlier with uh, with Terminator. We're Mm -hmm. like, Terminator was a straight-up horror movie, and then the first Happy Death Day was a horror movie. And then the second one was an action, you know, adventure or like an action sci-fi for for Terminator Two. Right. And then this one was not exactly action, but it was a sci-fi movie for sure. Right. And the, that's a James Cameron movie. And the funny thing about James Cameron Two, what real quick is the fact that he turned Alien Alien, yeah, which was a horror movie horror into movie. an action into sci-fi an action, movie yeah. in the sequel. And I'll give it. I'll give it to it. I'm gonna give it to this movie. It had the feeling of. It wasn't as epic, like it wasn't as memorable and like wonderful, like as those two movies. But it, it's still in its own little right. Well, it was. It had the feeling of being so much bigger in the second movie. Well, and that's cool. why I, I feel like they were they were channeling um, the reason why is because mm-hmm. they were channeling channeling a lot of Back to the Future. Right, and so, we talked about that throughout, and there was a lot of nods to it, including the score and other things. But you know how Back to the Future started out as this little like time travel movie but it was like you know it wasn't ridiculous it was like he traveled back in time had to get back to his own time like that was it there was nothing crazy beyond that until you got to the second movie and that's when it got wild that's when you dealt with like parallel universes and, and shit like that and flying cars in the future and stuff like that which That's is kind of where this movie goes. Exactly. And this is where it starts, right? right. Like, I forget exactly why, but um, Tree Geldman, yeah. you're like, oh, is she not the hero of this piece? I'm okay with that. Yeah, so the Asian we kid were like, dies. Yeah, he, gets, he keeps getting killed again and again. And he comes in at one point, and he's just like, I died yesterday, and this baby face killer killed me. And then Tree Geldman's like, tell me everything because yeah, oh, i i've heard this i literally just got done living this yeah. 
this nightmare. And then they even go to like his her boyfriend's lab. like, yeah, no, tell us. Yes. Him. And her boyfriend at this point has, has been part of it or whatever. And they go to his lab and they start to turn on the machine. Mm-hmm. And then the dean and his fucking... His oh, no, they, they go to the basketball game. Well, that was that was the first time they did. No, because that's when they captured the other Asian kid. Oh yeah, yeah. That so was, they that was an important so uh, thing. like yeah. that, that. So the Asian was, kid goes in there. and says like I'm I'm doing this thing where I'm like time traveling and uh, Tree Gelman's like tell me more, and he explains he spills his guts explains the whole thing and he's like I don't know what to do, and Carter's like I know where to find him. And it was at the basketball game. Right. It was from the first movie. So there were some nods from the first movie. Well, the where Bayfield Babies. We finally yeah. figured out their actual name. Yeah. Bayfield Babies. Bayfield Babies. And by the way, just like we joked about, it's a fucking baby oh, partying on the sidelines of a basketball God, team. God, I feel like... There the must Florida be nothing Gators worse. are going to destroy yeah. the babies. Oh my god! Every time, everything can beat the baby. Everything can beat the babies. <laughs> yeah. The only thing would be like the Pennsylvania puppies. <laughs> yeah, that maybe you would have a chance against. Yeah, or the Minnesota minnows. Right, but I can tell you right now, the Kansas City kittens. Uh, they're going to scratch the laser shit out of the focus. Bayfield babies. Yeah. <laughs> laser focus. Yeah, yeah. They're going to lay uh, over the faces. No, of but they literally babies. have like a baby mascot on the side. And everyone's wearing the baby yeah. mask. Yeah, and so that's where the guy shows up. Oh, uh, the fucking Bayside baby's coming for you, bitch. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. Boom, 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 boom. Bayfields, the Bayfield babies. The Bayfield babies, that's it. Oh. Again, why are they the babies? Like, we're the Westchester wolves. Yeah, or like the Michigan wolverines are gonna kill the babies. Like, we're gonna play the babies? Show us on the doll where the Bayfield baby touched. Yeah. (laughs) In the chest? Alright. Oh, okay. Why don't they wear baby masks? (laughs) And then the killer would be like, fuck! Throws off the scent. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's like, kind of like the, the game lets out and uh tree gildman her boyfriend and the asian kid are all leaving they all get separated somehow and guess who shows up baby faced killer he's got right. a smudgy one of 35 people and Anywho, instead of who instead of running yeah instead of running toward like this whole group of people is walking yeah. out of the exit he could have yelled knife yeah and everybody would have just been like what There's one killer no. who's not going the other way instead, and he, instead he runs he, in, he like runs to a boiler room yeah or he runs into the freddy krueger boiler room oh thank god a boiler room. oh thank god it's a oh. boiler room oh i'm safe here oh god it's the soundproof room <laughs> yeah with the drains on the floor. With, with hooks hanging from the ceiling. Oh, thank God. It's the knife room. It's the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I thought I was going to go into a more, much more dangerous place. This killer uses a flashlight? Uh, what a jerk. Well, yeah, because, you know... He can't see in that fucking mask. God damn it, kid. Haven't you watched a cartoon? Ever? Or, like, anything? Have you seen anything? Yeah, have you seen... Indiana know, Jones? You know, or... How Stella got her groove back. <laughs> what was interesting about that is the fact that he does not die because right. Tree Geldman shows up and whacks the baby face killer yep. over the back of the head with Clocks a thing him in the dome. they pull the mask off and who is it but the Asian himself yeah. it's Ryan the same person Ryan Fan yeah and he so they've got him tied up in the lab 
mm-hmm. where this machine is, and they're like yelling at each other, and like the the Ryan, the other the the babyface killer version of Ryan is like, you've got to kill him. He's doing damage to this timeline, and blah blah blah. And this was intriguing because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna do doubles. This is fun. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we're going to turn the machine on again? I think that was basically what their thought process and was there. And then a there. bunch of people run into the room so that you feel like, all right, well, we're the gonna Dean's going to have a clone. We're going to bring a bunch of people. And there's a, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be multiple now yeah. um, red herrings of the same person. Right. But the machine goes off in who but only Tree Gelbin. Tree Gelbin. Goes back. The first thing she notices in her new world is, like, yes, she's back in oh, right. the thing. But things, she's like, hold on, I'm going to storm off. And, like, she does that first day sequence that you saw, like, ten times over in the first one. She, like, storms off and, like, Carter and Ryan are just, like, following her. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Whatever, whatever. She goes back to her sorority house and immediately she notices that the girl in the sports bra that we like are in love with uh-huh. danielle is her name mm-hmm. uh doesn't yell at her when she reaches the top of the stairs she like whips around ready to like fight her she's not there and she's like that's weird she's usually there and they're like what who and it's like whatever it doesn't matter she storms upstairs and she goes to see her roommate who is apparently not a serial killer and it's just like whatever like a normal person and she's like so what you find out is this version of the life that she lived, you know, the day she lived over and over and over again is slightly different. Yep. And more importantly, um, she finds out that Carter, the guy that whose room she woke up in, who's just a nerd, who was just like this rando nerd and didn't matter, and who like she, she ended, ended up falling up in love with, first one, yeah. is already with... Danielle, the leader mm-hmm. of her sorority, and she's like surprised by this because she's like not only like had she fallen for the guy, like having to relive her life however many times, but like now he's just with that girl, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and she's like, she's got to watch that shit, and she's like, this sucks. Yeah, then she goes back, and this is very important. She gets a phone call from her dad to come see him on. His, on her birthday, and who shows up but her, her mom. mom. Yeah, and this is crazy because we were like, oh, we were like man, I mom, hope the mom's the killer. The mom. So the mom shows up, and the mom is just like, hey, what's up? Like, like she just saw her a couple weeks ago, and she obviously flips the fuck out. It is what it is. Um, and that was the thing. So you're like, okay, so this timeline is completely different. You know what I mean? Like, not completely, but... But very different. You know what I mean? Like, her mom still lives. She's not with Carter. And that's a choice that she has to make throughout the rest of the movie. Well, she's not with Carter because who is with Carter? Danielle. Right, right. And also, too, she uh, she rolls out there to discover that um, uh, she had never had an affair with her professor, but her roommate did. Well, so in the, so first, first, the movie, first movie... Her, um, in the first movie, her... Um, her roommate was in love with the professor and mm-hmm. she was jealous of Trey. Right. And that's why she was trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. So in this, in this reality, her roommate is in Tree's position where she's having the affair. Um, which is interesting because it was like her, her roommate in, you know, the same actress and everything is in this movie, but not the enemy. 
It's all very interesting, but it doesn't it go the doesn't route that you really want it to. Yeah. Do. So I forget how or why, but like Tree gets killed again. She, uh, yeah. Um, forget uh, the first thing. Did she go to the hospital? I think she goes to the hospital to try to see like what happens. She goes to the hospital, and I think the cop. Yeah, she grabs it. She grabs Hand the axe. Her. The cop tells her to drop the. Um, the axe and puts handcuffs, handcuffs on her and then the the baby killer shows up kills the cop she runs up the stairs and you know like there's a there's a cat and a mouse change uh chase going on and she literally, i think like falls out the window or something off like that the side of the building yeah. and dies yep and then it restarts the thing and she realizes that she's doing the same she's thing. doing and the same thing we do the same thing over and over but the cool thing about it this time i thought I thought this was one of the more interesting things they did in the movie. So she ends up talking to all the fucking nerds in the science lab. And they're like, well, to solve this problem, we would need weeks. And then one of them's like, yeah, but we have weeks in her. Yeah. Like, if she can just remember the things that we talk about, she can tell the versions of ourselves every time we can keep working right. so if they if she memorizes whatever mm-hmm. uh equation that makes all of this possible right. but she also says that she's like in this timeline i'm not being hunted so what do i do and they're like well just kill yourself every time yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we go through this it's like a funny montage where she's like chilling herself in new inventive ways and yeah. it's always like her watching carter make out with danielle or sorority sister and then she, like, drops a fucking toaster into the thing. But, like, it yeah. all culminates with her, like, just blasting hardcore scientific mathematical equations onto the board. And them all, like, watching her being like, whoa. Yep. Um, and, like, that's what it comes down to. Because what they're trying to do, ultimately, is Tree has decided that this is the world that she wants to live in. Well, the reason why is because her mom is still around. Because her mom is still She's, around. She said, you know, like, I, I want to be here you know so like there there's a way to close like whatever loop that she was in there like whatever uh the nerds tell her that uh that um her she was she was traveling through dimensions there's like a multiverse and it's not just time travel she's in a different dimension now but that she also like i think i remember there was a a moment where they were like well you basically booted the version of you out of this dimension into another dimension. Something like that. I yeah. think it was weirdly like trying to say this is how the first movie happened. Maybe. I like you know what I mean? But like it wasn't well explained or thought out. Not really. Like at least in a Marvel it, movie they'll like they'll like, like over spoon feed you. Yeah. And then this movie was just like, yeah it's something. Yeah, it's like something. Like the universe is like a cupcake and you see if I drop it yeah. and it lands topping side down, blah 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 blah, you know. The universe is like news. It keeps changing. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you know, no, they, like, they explain enough and then hope that you don't think of it, <laughs> you know, later on. Like, yeah, that's, there, that's was kind no, of little... there was no succinct, like, at least, like, Doc Brown and in, in fucking Back to the Future 2 draws that fucking line on a chalkboard. Yeah. And then he draws, like, that... When you changed the fucking history here and made this branch, and you're like, there we go. Yeah, that's what I that's needed. That's all I needed. That's yeah. all I needed. I just needed somebody to draw a line yeah. and then a, 
and a semi, you know, like a fucking horizontal line. Boom. I'm you in. can I'm tell in. that they were trying to do that, but just got way too into their own heads about it. Well, yeah. You know? I could have gone for actually a mansplaining, like, just fucking, like, Or like here the dean blows in every time. The dean's like, you know what? Shut the shit down. It's causing blackouts. Your guys are unfunded. Fuck you. You know, if he blasted in and was just like, wait, what are you guys doing? Well, I happen to not only be the dean, but I am also a scientist. Yeah. And what you guys are fucking with is quantum physics. Let me show you. Yeah. And, like, if he showed something similar to that, I'd be like, yeah, fine. But maybe that's the reason why he's mad. Because he's just like, what you've done is this. If the if we saw that during the end... Maybe, but you know we didn't see that. So no, but so end up so it ends up like we'll we'll shorten this down. Yeah, there's a lot of yada yada yada. But basically, what it comes down to is Tree realizes that the world that she's in is not her own. Yeah, and that in that you know it's like that classic thing where it seems good, but like it's not yours. One of the nerds was like, "You've got an opportunity here," and she's like, "For what?" She's like, "To say goodbye." You know, mm-hmm. like meaning, like you could say goodbye to yeah. your mom. Like, and this is one it? thing I like, will say about uh, this one as opposed to the second. There was no emotional moments in the first one. There was mm. no emotional moments. But there was like this weirdly. I I'm not gonna lie. It got me a little, like a little, a little, 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 little. The scene where like the last time she goes to see her parents, where she's decided that like this is the last time I'm gonna see my parents. They bring out a birthday cake, and her mom and her, who have the same birthday, blow out the same candle, and it's like the last time she ever sees it. It was like a moment. It was at least something. Whereas, yeah. like, you start to be like, ah, oh, Treat Gubman, not a bad person. Whereas in the first one, she was just a horrendous character that just, like, got a little less horrendous by the end of the movie. Now you're like, you're watching her deal with grief. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that, that was, like, interesting. But she decides that, like, this is not my world. More importantly, in the world that I exist in, I'm with this dude that I'm, like, now in love with or whatever. So, like, uh, they're going to close. So the whole thing is they are working on the whole mathematical equation that they're working on is to close the loop. It's not to send Tree back to where she came from. It's just to stop the loop from happening. Right. Um, You know, so, like, what ends up happening is, like, Help me out here. Um, well, they're about to close the loop. So, one of the one of the final deaths for Tree yeah. is that uh, she is going to some place with her parents, and they in in the car, and they they pass by a um, a power plant on their way to whatever the destination electrical was. Electrical transfer. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. It's electrical a, it's an transfer electric plant. station. Yeah. And it turns out they end up at, like, a hotel or motel or whatever, and they do their banter and whatever character stuff. And uh, Tree realizes that she needs to stop them from closing the loop. Well, on the news... Oh, right. On yeah. the news... So Babyface Killer comes back. So someone is still... So in the first movie, um, the room, the psycho roommate was freeing the this serial killer that was in a local hospital to cover the tr- her tracks for killing Tree. Um, but it's still happening. But more importantly, somebody is freeing the killer and then killing the nurse who is her roommate. So the roommate is already out mm-hmm. as a potential candidate. 
But then Carter had showed up and like he gets killed too. And right. She sees she this sees on, the on the news and she's like, oh my God, stop. Because she's already decided she wants to be part of this world, but Carter dies in this world. Right. So she's trying to get back to the lab before they close this loop, but she can't get anyone on the phone. So she decides to drive her car right into the transfer facility and right. like blow and it, it all out. Creates a blackout right. and then stopping them from so, uh, closing the loop. So it's the final day is basically her knowing all of this and being like, all right, the problem is somebody is still, if I remember incorrectly, somebody is still setting the killer three. So like they end up, I, I forget exactly why or how, but, like, let's just jump ahead because it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. I feel like. But, like, they end up getting to the hospital and finding out that the killer, it, she figures it out. Yeah, it's a, it's the, the killer is the doctor from the original movie where she was having the affair with. Yeah. And uh, in this movie, it's the roommate that was the, having the affair with the doctor. So, um, yeah. <sighs> But but the doctor's wife shows up and was yeah, a part of it. Yeah, she's literally got a gun trained on Gregory. Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, and Is she the whole time we're like blown away, like whatever. And then the fucking wife, the Gregory's wife, the doctor's wife shows up, and is just like. She shoots. I think she's got a gun too. She oh, yeah. shoots. Um, like the the roommate and. Non fatally. Non fatally. It was like in in the the abdomen, but like she lived, and uh, there was something about like I can't have you guys know our secret or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, why are you two in on it? Like, so, so what? You're fucking being, the roommate, yeah. but you still have a wife, and so she's they're cool in with on it? being murderers together, right? Like, so the wife knows that the doctor's been fucking this other. I would have taken it if it was a scene where like the wife was like running. The show and yeah. being like, now you do this instead. And like, so instead, what she does, she goes, "Do you want to do the honors?" And like, hands yeah. him the gun. Should have been a thing where she had like caught him or something, and she was like, she was like, "Now you do this, you you know, like, you piece of shit." You know what I mean? And he's just like, "Oh, I don't know." So, but he instead he just turns and he blows the wife away. Gregory shoots his own wife. He's like, "I want a divorce." Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, That's and then. Right. I forget what they do to him. Uh, I don't know. They kill him. Yeah, they, he Something dies. Something like that. But they were the bad guys. Yeah. And it was but, just like, that was the thing. But and then they, you go into like this thing where the dean finally kicks the door open and steals the machine. Tells like the, the security guards to lock it up in his office. And they have to now do like a heist to steal the machine back. Oh, that's <laughs> right. So meanwhile, they had, well, they had done the heist before. Really? I forgot. I thought this yeah, was yeah, all yeah. after the fact. Because they this got the machine weird. they got the machine back before. So they, yeah, you're right. Bef- just before this sequence where you realize that Gregory was the killer. Yeah, there's like this sub kind of story this, where uh, like the dean keeps taking this machine from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like they steal it back and they turn it on and they're getting it ready and warmed up and it's going to do its thing and they killed Gregory somehow. Like it, and like it's all happening at the same time. It's cutting back and forth. And then at the end, she just like kisses Carter in this dimension. But then it goes off, and then they just show back up in their own dimension. And it's literally the end. 
<laughs> right? Like, that's what happens, if I remember correctly. Pretty much, yeah. There's that one kid who's like, I'm going to shit my pants. Which I was like, we're going to close this movie on, I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah, but then there's like a post, like or like not post-credit scene, but like a mid-credit scene where like government people show up. Like they're all, like everybody that was involved with this movie, all the teenagers, they're all wearing like neon orange vests and like picking up trash and stuff because... They're in trouble. Yeah, well, they're in trouble because, like, they obviously took over the lab and tried to kept like keep the dean and shit out of it. And uh, like these black SUVs show up, and these dudes pop out and they're like, like yeah, "Come we're from with us, DARPA." Yeah, DARPA or whatever it is. And like, come with us. And it's like, okay. Well, they get there and they're like, "Well, we need you to teach us how to use this thing because we built it." Or they, or no, they just took it over. They're like, we don't know what to do. And uh, we need, like, human test subjects for it. And uh, fucking Tree is just like, I know the perfect person. And it was, what, Danielle or yeah, whatever? Danielle, or like, like the, yeah, Danielle, bra, the, the sports bra yeah. where in, like, hot yeah. sorority. And she sister. wakes who's up like, in her bed and was like, ah! Who's, like, and a hot 35-year-old, but definitely not 19. But <laughs> here's my issue, though, is that early on in the movie, they made it a point to where... Uh, multiple people can travel through the multiverses. So Ryan, I guess, had a clone. <laughs> you know, for no. He popped back in time and tried to kill himself because he would have ravaged the timeline. But they don't address that any time further. And they 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 lit up the machine uh, shortly thereafter with a bunch of people in the room. So that made it a great device. To where you're like, ooh, is that the killer or is that the evil person that's right. the killer? So it's like there could have been doppelgangers and there weren't. No, but before, hold on. This is a great topic you're bringing up. But before we go there, we have to run down some characters, which will be very fast because they're the same characters we talked about. Well, I think the the only characters that we could really bring up that were not really in the first one was Ryan. Why do you have an erection right now, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, dude, calm down. Whoa. I mean, we're going to steal it. We're not going to fuck it. Just relax. Put it away, dude. Jesus. We solved it. Yeah. Anyway, back to these nerds. All right, I've clipped in the copper tubing and I've typed in the jargon. Oh, uh, shit. Cool. I just typed fuck a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, he's done posting to Reddit. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, oh that'll teach him. <laughs> It's weird because we all peed our pants. No, we didn't pee our pants. Oh. Oh, we didn't. Me neither. Just, just a joke. I'm gonna sit here for a while. You guys go on without me. It's cold in here. Throws a blanket on his lap. So cold. He's just, you know, like he's more of a, a part of this movie, which that was cool. But they also introduced um, a couple other uh, side characters. Whom's name? I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember. There was a there, there was, was like an Indian kid Indian and there kid. was like a short-haired white chick, yeah. who were like the science kids. They were both pretty cool. And like then like the dean was a new one. too. Yeah, and the dean was like kind of a new character, but, but like, he was like a dean. He was like the standard like goober, you yeah, know, of the movie. But they were like whatever. The thing is, the one new character I would weirdly like to talk about was actually weirdly Treat Gelbman. Like Treat Gelbman in this second movie was, I think better than she was in the first time this is the first movie she's just like i don't know i hate to say it she's a 
She's a fine girl. Fucking, yeah, she's just like, yeah, she's a sorority girl who sucks. Hey, you're oh, really likable. Still likable, Tree Goldman. She's got like jowls. <laughs> she's got some lines on her. She looks like some sort of hound mix. Mm. God, she yeah. is. And she's got pumps on a for some reason. Beast right now. She still looks like she's got stepmom face. Right. <laughs> you know, like she's got to pick the kids up from soccer practice. Like if you told me she had a kid, it'd be like, she is hot. If you were like, she is a college student, it'd be like, I don't think so. She looks like she just got done strapping like three three kids into like car seats. Yeah. Like takes a quick look in like the makeup mirror and just like thinks about what could have been. <laughs> quick look at the makeup mirror, sees what she can do, and she's like, ugh. You know, and then just like slaps the thing shut. All right, here we go, Chucky. All cheese. right, you know, and then the kids in the back like throwing goldfish yeah, at her. Throwing goldfish and Swedish fish. Yeah. Like, Where are all these fish coming from? You look like you have a TLC show, <laughs> where you have so many children that they just fucking give you a paycheck. Yeah. It's tree plus seventy three. <laughs> tree plus three. Yeah, but three kids isn't intriguing enough. <laughs> Sorry. Tree plus 73. She's got good hair, I'll give her that. Yeah, well, she's got good hair. She's, I mean, she's hot. She's just not a college chick. No. I'm not buying it. And in this movie, there was a lot more, a little, um, a little more depth to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, Carter still continues to just be a nobody. And, um, I don't know, like... There were no new villains or anything like that. The only new character, other new character, would be the mom, and like that was Barely. only just that was only just like a thing to be there just to say that this world is different. But you and I wanted that to be the villain sequence, and they oh my god set it up so well for it. That was that was mom a theory is so and... like loving and just sweet and wonderful, and you're like, be the killer. I still want the mom to be the, the killer. killer yeah, me too. You are so. She's dead. like, I've been hunting my way through the so multiverse to find the oh best version God, of my daughter. You know, your father's in there trying to eat all the mints he could possibly eat before yeah. he doesn't know what to do and comes back out. He's also looking for ice for some reason. Jesus He's Christ. always looking for ice. New mom. It's happening. The mom. The mom story is happening. Fuck no way. I swear to God, if it happens, I'm gonna shit my pants. That means whoever wrote this listened to the show. I'm gonna shit and then snail trail my way, yeah, like right into the kitchen. I'm gonna drag my ass. I'm gonna drag my ass like a sick dog across the hardwood floor, all the way back to that microphone. Oh man, I'm gonna pee into a fan <laughs> and let it. <laughs> Let it blow right blow back all on. back all over me. Oh my god, killer. even at the end when like the the secret agents roll up, like I wanted to I wanted them to be like, all right, well, we're here battling against you know, fucking traitors of the timeline and it's yeah. like her mom and another version of Tree Absolutely. or something. Like if you're going to do that if you're gonna go, go wild, yeah. If you're go wild go, with it. So let's, do, yeah, let's just jump into this shit. Um, I think we made a joke in the middle of this movie where it was like, this should be about how Tree Geldman has been hunted across the multiverse by like her mom, or like who the, only lives in like one. Let's just say the multiverse is thirty. 
universe. Or I just even for said, the, the I, hypothetical sake. I even said like the the Council of Trees, almost like the uh, like the was the Council of Ricks, Council from Rick of and Rick. Rick. like yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Like do something like that, right? You know, but but having her mom being like the only mom throughout the universe, the one, or the, multiverse. the one universe where her mom lives, yeah, through the cancer or whatever the fuck it was, an accident or anything like that. But she was the one that was just, a piece of shit, yeah, just hunting yeah. across the multiverse for like the one tree who is like the best tree, or, or something. even just the fact that her mom, the the one time where she lives. The mom is the serial killer yeah. and discovers the fact that she has like this interdimensional travel, you know, device and can go around and just hunt her own daughter or hunt her daughter's friends throughout mm-hmm. like the entire multiverse because that's mm-hmm. the only thing that makes her happy. She's got literally Ryan tied up like I mean, Jesus, that's that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're, you're gonna go to a basement wild. scene where she's made him build this thing or yeah. something. I don't know. There was a lot of cooler things you could have done. Um, my biggest problem with this movie, with, and I think you're like there with me, was like we made in this alternate dimension, we made the doctor the villain and yeah. his wife together for whatever reason but too. Why? They they but had why? zero motive. No, there was no like great scene where they were like. <laughs> We love killing people together, or something yeah. like something weird, like you know, what I mean? like even that would have explained that. I mean, but you like, could have even put like tiny little things in the background, like uh, you know, I'm studying criminal criminology. Do you believe this shit about like the fucking Bayside Strangler? <laughs> like they haven't caught him in thirty years, you know, and ba 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 ba, and then just let him go. And then at the end, it's like they used to call me the Bayside Strangler. Right. And now I'm here. You know, it's like, oh, there you go. Better yet, make the wife the Bayside Strangler. He's just her little crony. Yeah, you You know, know, like, I fell in love with a beautiful lady. The Bayside Strangler. The Bayside Strangler. I spent my whole life trying to solve this crime, but I found it. You know, whatever. Something. You know, like, but the thing was, the movie had a hard time being like, are we a slasher? Are we, like, a science fiction movie? And it didn't bridge the gap correctly, because, like... You could have done something cool at the precipice of the killer revelation, which could have been, again, I believe, if you're going to do a multi-dimensional jumping story, make it another multi-dimensional invader. I think it would have been still cool if the end of the movie you believe that, like, the roommate is not the killer. But it still is. and it's Yeah. But it's not her from this dimension. Or even it's, if it's it was, her like... her from a dimension where she fucking was fucking with Ryan and found that thing and like started jumping back through time I, I, I don't know it was like, even, even like the, the entire solution. group of friends trying to eradicate all of the the time remnants that they sent back absolutely you know that, like why great. are you trying to kill me because you sent me to kill you right because we you know, fucked like, up because we fucked up right right you know you were exactly. trying to cover our tracks that would have been a cool right. fucking five explain. baby face killers killing themselves yep in that's a, that that's the sequel. Uh, this movie, you know, not as bad. I would say it's entertaining enough. I'd give mm-hmm. it maybe if we're gonna go into inhaler. Let's pops, do it. Inhaler. Uh, I would give pops. it. I kind of want to give it a three, but I'd probably give it a two and a half. Wow. Yeah. 
So I was going with a three. Wow. This Again? Is, is this the first time? This might not be the first no, time. This but is this not is, the first time, it's a, but it's, it's a rarity. It's, it's a, rarity. a rarity that I give yeah. you. I would, I'm going to give it a three out of five because um, I got, like, excited yeah. at the beginning of it. When Me it, too. It, when, uh, and more importantly, like, I thought that the writing was a lot better in this, which is funny because it's the same fucking guy, but I thought the writing was so much more crisp. It, like. Yeah. I think I think same guy with quotation marks. By the way, yeah, like, I'm sure there's like an entire exactly. Team. But I mean, it just feels like the writing in this one is like the writing or the editing. I don't know what is better, but like it's just sharper. But uh, but that that's why I went with a three. But well, and that's why I gave it a two and a half because it started off very strong, and this is only an hour and a half movie, folks. Yeah. So, like, the first half of watch. it is pretty great. And then, like, the second half of it, it's like, eh, you know? I mean, like, they had some great nods. They had, like we said, the score was awesome, very reminiscent of Back to the Future. And then, even, uh, like, they made a ton of references, too. They, uh, like, I think Carter was like, oh, this is just like Back to the Future, too, right? And, like, he gives, like, knuckles to, like, his best friend, like, yeah, totally. Right. You know, and then, even so. There was uh, an entire montage of Tree killing herself so that she can go back in time and, you know, relearn the algorithm that she needs to. And one of the things is she jumps into a tree chipper. Her name is Tree. Yeah. And it, on the side of the tree chipper, it says Biff's tree chipping. Right. Or, or Biff's landscaping or something like that. Biff from Back to the Future franchise. Right. It was an obvious nod. I loved a lot of that stuff, and I thought a lot of that stuff was cool. But, I mean, ultimately, like, they did not do what I wanted it to. Like, you in- you introduced the possibility of having multiple, of having doppelgangers. Mm. And you didn't capitalize that on right. that? Like, you introduced that in the first 15 minutes. God damn it, guys. Right. Like, the doppelganger thing, I think you actually nailed it right there, was the doppelganger thing was introduced almost That was the ultimate I thing. I expected it to be part of the end. Even if it, the doppelganger was one of the main characters. Even if it wasn't. Even if it was, like, the Dean. Yeah. Who's like, I'm the alternate version of the I'm Dean. I'm so sick of you fucking yeah. kids. You I'm the guy, like, kids. you know what? I'm tired of the blackouts. <laughs> You know, like, like God, yeah. I'm tired of being sweaty in my non-air-conditioned apartment. Fuck, yeah, you're Jesus dead. Christ. You're dead. I don't know. But um, at, at this point, I think it's time to start talking about the fact that we're back. Yeah, it's great to be back, man. Yeah, it feels really good. Uh, I just had a fucking great time running this fucking movie down. Um, RawViewage at gmail.com is still a place that you can email. It's true. So if you want to send emails we're that still way. still there. You can still fucking uh, reach out to us and tell us uh, if you found a piece of shit yep. or a fucking piece of gold uh, out there on the streaming networks or some place that you can find them, whether or not it's paid or free or whatever. But some lesser known little nugget yeah. that you think is either awesome or horrendous that you want to hear us talk about. You can also uh, hit us up on um, Raw Viewage. Uh, at Raw Viewage uh, on Instagram, um, which on we're just Facebook. starting to heat back up. Um, and on Facebook, both same thing, at Raw Viewage. Even more so important that I feel uh, than, than emails. Yeah, we're yeah. around. Yeah. Like, we're here. We just want to talk about movies, and we want to we want to talk about movies with these microphones on, and we want to talk about those movies with you. Again, uh, tag us in some sort of comment, and uh, we'll throw in our lot 
uh, <laughs> I can't promise yeah. you that we'll agree with you. Yeah, we had to blow the dust off of these microphones like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yeah, like, but they still fucking operate really well. Yeah, like so. I had to grab mine and then replace it with like a bag of sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Well, on that note, until next time, we will see you guys uh, out there on the internet. Yeah, on to the next one. On to the next one. Hey guys, it's Dave with some final messages before the bonus viewage. Just wanted to start off by thanking you guys, the listeners. Uh, it's been a while and we're super psyched to be back. Um, but also wanted to throw out the thank yous to the to the normal uh, crew that helps us make this show a reality. Um, our theme song is Lust for Sacrilege by the band Calabrese. Um, as always, we did the podcast pie, Pepperoni Mushroom by Paradise Pizza in Stratford, Connecticut. And... I mean, it goes without saying, the famous Narragansett. Thank you guys again for giving us the pod lube. Uh, we super appreciate everything that all of our unofficial sponsors have given to us. Otherwise, we would not have this show. Um, again, find us at Raw Viewage on Instagram. Same with Facebook. And feel free to email us anytime at rawviewage at gmail.com. So without further ado, on to the bonus viewage. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. Can you say some stuff back there? I can do it. All right. God. You sound good. Thanks, dude. That David's MacBook, bro. Yep. Yeah. It's me, David. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, good. my MacBook Pro calls me David like my mom. Ugh. David. Who shit on the floor? Uh, the cat. And this is human shit, David. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> Don't bullshit me. Fine. Is Babyface an R&B singer? Is Are you thinking of Ghostface Killer? No, I'm thinking about Babyface, and I think <laughs> Babyface is a producer. You know? Yeah, Ghostface Killer is way more badass than No, I, I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> that got him. Real stinger. Yep. Called him a shitbag. Yeah. I mean, how do you come back from that, you know? I feel like you just drive home pissed off after that. No, yeah, yeah, you know? 100%. You gotta deal with your wife. Right. She's like nagging you. You're just like, nah, dude, someone called me a shitbag today, but you don't say that to her. You yeah. just like kind of bottle it up. Yeah, just somebody said something today. And then like, you go to like open up the garage door or something like that, and the doorknob breaks off, and you just lose it. Of course. You're just of like, course. God damn it! And you just fucking kick it in. Fucking and course. And then, you know, cops are called. You have to file an incident report. You know, it's just, it's fucking bullshit. Meanwhile, too. you're 19 this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're just going to the home ec room yeah. and like the, <laughs> the home ec teacher yeah. is giving you shit with the girl that you want to marry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you call campus security. Yeah, is, she's like, what about the baby? It's a bag of flour. <laughs> Give me that. No, I got a really funny dick joke I want to make with the spaceball bat. I was going to put it between my legs and go and, and like shake it around a bunch. Yeah. Come on, it's fun. We're in a chemical lab. What could go wrong? It <laughs> knocks over a beaker yeah. and a bunch of shit. Yeah, skitters away. Shit. <laughs> shit, those were poisonous scorpions. <laughs> ah, whoops. Anyway. This smells like knockout gas. <laughs> 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 smells like chloroform. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta reel it in here. This is, the, this is more of a <laughs> yeah. It makes the sound effect like. <laughs> okay, we're in. He just reaches like, for his radio, like yeah. send help, please. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, police. Yeah, I'm this, a 
police to other police. <laughs> <laughs> this is the police to police radio station. I have a police problem. Yeah. Send more police. <laughs> to accompany these police. Please. Please. <laughs> this is just police without the O. <laughs> I bet you you ate at a Denny's less than four hours ago. Yeah, you smell like bacon and beer. <laughs> it's a good smell. Yeah. <laughs> Disco fries and fucking Goldschlager. Mm-hmm. You've got a French fry in your hair. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you grab onto that ass. And yeah, you ha- and you hang on. <laughs> yeah, you grab on like you a hang. motorcycle. You yeah. just fucking let it. Yeah. Take you places. Even if your feet start dragging, you just, yeah. <laughs> you just, you hanging on that ass like you're water skiing and you're starting to lose the skis. Yeah. You gotta impress the people on the boat, you yeah. know? Don't tell me it's them white bitches again. I hear them white bitches scurrying around I like that. Put out white bitch traps. <laughs> I put out some avocado toast. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Poison cupcake, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this. Poison cupcake, yeah. bitch. Where is it? Where is it? I'm going to jam <laughs> yeah. it up your ass and out your mouth. You're going to digest it the wrong way yeah. today. And you're still going to die. <laughs> They're going to write journal papers about you, sweetie. Now, where is it? Now, where's where the, the fucking, fucking cupcake? <laughs> she's, she's still the killer because of duplicates. I gotcha. Yeah, so they got to explain like the multiple people thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they explain a lot of things. Also, what was with the double guy? I would have liked it if there were triple people. You know, trippy peeps. Remain under lock and key. And or key. Probably lock though. Probably most likely lock because a key doesn't make any sense. Because a key opens the lock. Yeah. We just hung a key. Let you in. If we just hung a key from this thing, it wouldn't make any sense. Shut up, Gary. Just get it out of here. (laughs) 